are starting a new sermon series. Josh, we, all right. We're going to start a new sermon series. Uh, the title of it is called Anti-Fragile Faith. <laughs> um, so here's where it comes from. It comes from me reading random books on economics. So uh, I, I like to learn. It's like one of my, th- I, I'm curious about a lot of things. So this was suggested to me, uh, this author, Nasib Taleb. Some of you have heard of them. He's, get, he's gotten famous for, since about 2006. He's written multiple books. None of them are Christian, have nothing to do with Christianity. Um, he's like a stock market investor. Uh, his claim to fame was in The Black Swan, this book here. He wrote it in 2006 before the housing market and the stock market and the giant recession happened. And he was writing, talking about Black Swan events. That's the book. Black Swan events are unpredictable events um, that have really catastrophic consequences. And ultimately, the book is about how we can't predict things. We pretend we're experts in predicting. We forecast the stock market or investments or real estate. You can't. He just says, stop. Anyone who pretends can't do it. Uh, you know, 50% of the stock market losses over the last 40 years happened on 10 days. You can't predict these things. It's not, you're not able to, right? So he says, the best we can do is to try to recognize black swan events are going to happen and create systems that can withstand them. Systems that are not fragile, systems that are anti-fragile, right? So that's kind of like the thesis. It's fascinating. I, I would highly recommend the read if you are interested in this kind of thing, right? So after Black Swan, in the middle of that book, he, he wrote things like, Fannie Mae sitting on a keg of dynamite, right? This is before it all happened, right? So he's, he was a soothsayer of sorts, so that's how he got famous. He then wrote a book called Anti-Fragile afterwards, how to create systems that are anti-fragile. So this got me thinking about faith and what would it look like to have anti-fragile faith. All right, so here are some of the categories uh, that Taleb talks about, and I think they can be really helpful in our life. So he says, some things are fragile, some things are resilient, and some things are anti-fragile. And I think all three can be really helpful because we usually think in binary terms, fragile or resilient, but he gives a third. Okay, Uh, the next, we'll give a kind of a picture of it, might help. Fragile, robust, or resilient, anti-fragile. The ball or the, or the black swan event or the, the negative experience breaks or it bounces back or the anti-fragile is that we're able to like actually bring it in. It, 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 we can allow it to change us. We don't just repel it, but it can actually change us. So I'm going to give some examples. Cell phone. Uh, If I drop my cell phone and it breaks, we would say it's fragile, right? That's easy. If I drop my cell phone and it doesn't break, we would say it's robust or resilient. Nothing happened to it. It dropped it. It's okay. If my cell phone was to be anti-fragile, it means I would drop my cell phone and suddenly two cell phones would appear. (laughs) The anti-fragile system gets stronger with adversity. It doesn't just resist it. It doesn't just survive it. It gets stronger. So the human immune system is an anti-fragile system. By the way, lots of things in nature are. When you present the immune system with an adversary, you present the immune system with resistance, it actually gets stronger. 
If an immune system experiences no exposure to bacteria or germs, it gets weaker, it becomes more fragile. The more resistance, the stronger it gets. That makes, it's not just resilient, it's anti-fragile under this definition. Does that make some sense to you, how that works? So Taleb wants to say our economic system, sadly, is fragile. One 9-11 one event can throw the entire global economy into chaos. That's fragile, right? So he recommends changing it in ways that would make it not just resilient, but anti-fragile, that it would get stronger with adversity, stronger as, it, as, it, uh, as negative things happen to it. So this got me really thinking about my life, about people, about the church as an organization or system. Are we fragile when we come up against negative experiences? Are we resilient? Or at rare times, maybe are we anti-fragile? I'm probably all of those things at different times in different situations, right? So I think we're probably all a little bit of each. The issue is, can I become more anti-fragile? And, and I'm gonna give an example about Joe. So I'm not a very fragile person, meaning when bad things happen, when I get bad news, when it's like, oh my gosh, the construction out back has hit a horrible speed bump or whatever, I tend not to like shut down. I don't do that. Some of you, right? That, that would be like fragile, like shut down, you, be, you stop functioning well or whatever. And that's not usually me. I'm usually the resilient person. And this is not a compliment. Uh, it's good that I can keep functioning, like, all right, what's the next thing we gotta do, whatever. But I'm often unaffected. Like, I learned very early on a survival strategy, which is like, I try to create a buffer between me and the world. And it exists between me and other people. It's hard for people to get really close because it's hard for them to really impact me, right? It's like, it's like a safety net. My upbringing was very uncertain, and so I just didn't want people to be able to impact me very much. So I'm resilient, but how sad. Things bounce off me and I keep functioning, but it's hard for things to get in and to change me. I need to move to become anti-fragile. I need to move so that when that happens, when something negative happens in my life, I can be vulnerable. I can ask for help. I can let that thing shape me and change me. That's like an immune system, getting stronger with adversity. I'm not just enduring it. I'm not just surviving it. It's shaping me in a, in a way that's positive, that I'm getting stronger from. I hope that's clear. Like in my own mind, it's so clear to me, the differences. I can be fragile. I'm most often resilient, but I am rarely anti-fragile. And I wonder about you all, right? So let's look at Job for a minute. Many of you know the story of Job. This is a side note. If we read Job as though it is history, like this actually happened, I'm very troubled, right? Like I have a very hard time thinking about Job as something other than a Hebrew parable, right? Jesus teaches in parables, and we don't think about the events actually happening or the people being like having social security numbers or something, we think of it like Jesus is trying to teach us something important theologically, and we need to listen. That's how I think about Job. It's like a Hebrew parable that's teaching us something important theologically, but the history part would get me really hung up. God and Satan, or the, or the adversary, like, hey, want to make a bet? I don't know. 
I'm all in on Job or whatever. Like, you got it. Let's roll the dice. I mean, that, that seems strange for God to just be like, oh, Job's yours, Satan. Do what you want. But if we get past the historical element and we think about the theological component, I think this is a lot about faith, faith being fragile, faith being resilient, faith maybe even being anti-fragile, right? So Job is cursed. Lots of horrible things happen. It starts with like the boils and whatnot. But you know, if you've read the story, it's like all of his children die in horrible accidents. He loses his land and famine and animals. I mean, it's just a nightmare for him. But you, you see the two responses here. So I want to I look at this one more time. The adversary departed from the Lord's presence, struck Job with severe sores from the soles of his foot to the top of his head. Job took a piece of broken pottery to scratch himself because I assume he was really itchy. That sounds just awful. Job's wife says, are you still clinging to integrity? Sometimes people say, are you still clinging to your faith? Curse God and die. So I'm going to stop for a moment. This is a very clear example of what we would call fragile faith, right? On the part of Job's wife. Oh my gosh, bad things are happening to you. Your circumstances have changed such that things are not going well. Curse God and die. Fragile faith. Here's my congregational question, so now you get to participate. Let's speculate. We don't get a lot of information about Job's wife. We don't get a lot of background, so we're going to have to speculate here. What might be causing her to react this way? Why does she respond this way? So we're going to have to do some, some speculation here. What do you think? Why the fragile faith? Yeah. Yeah, I lo- this is great. Like, um, <clears throat> it's, it's like the movie Shawshank Redemption has this wonderful dialogue, right? So like, Red is like, hope is so dangerous in a place like prison because you're just constantly disappointed. You, you go for, up for parole and you're always denied, like, no, better not to hope. And then Andy Dufresne's like, no, it's the best of things or whatever. But I can tell you, it's painful. There's, hope is painful. And so there's something, and the, maybe the way I would say it is like, maybe... Maybe her, it's her expectations that are getting violated that is, that is the problem. Yeah, Jerry. No, that's right. It's not like he's a scoundrel where you might say, well, you make a lot of bad decisions or something. You know what I mean? Um, no, he's like upright and he has integrity and he's, and he's true to God and then it still happens to him. So it feels very unjust um, in this respect. Yeah, Bob. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, good. Uh, so this is something interesting that um, uh, I've read recently about when your worldview is challenged your political view or your, or your theological view or whatever, having a belief challenged triggers a similar, it feels like you're being attacked, so your body goes into a kind of fight, flight, 
or freeze mode. Obviously, to a limited extent, it's not like a bear is chasing me, um, but similar physiology is activated. And, I, and in my mind, I thought, oh my gosh, that's so true, right? Like I'll either get defensive and I'll be like, whoa, 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 or I'll be quiet because I'm not sure I want to engage like, or I don't know what to say, right? Or I just acquiesce so that I don't create conflict, right? Um, or I avoid those conversations. So I wonder if there's something like this creates a physiological response of uh, do I continue in this relationship or do I just abandon it, meaning God? And there's a, there's a flight that comes here. I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to wrestle because Job fights, asks questions, but she doesn't. She abandons the relationship. Yeah, Chris. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love it. We are guilty of this for the same reason. Um, life gives us many options. We don't like to be inconvenienced, discomfort, upset, challenged. And in our world now, I would say, how many of, like when I look at my students, I think, man, how many of their relationships are fragile? So many. Because any conflict with a friend, I'll just ghost you on social media. I've got someone else I can connect with. There's not a sense like, or how many marriages are fragile? How many, so often it's like, I'm, like forget it, I don't want to feel this way anymore. Churches are fragile. I don't like what Joe's doing or I don't like what someone said, I'll just find a new church. It's so common. Again, uh, I don't think it's enough to become resilient. I picture marriages that just, we won't give up on each other. We will simply do this forever until we die because we made a commitment, right? I mean, that's better than just being fragile, but it's not enough. Anti-fragile is like, we're going to allow our differences, our dis disagreements, our conflict to over time make us stronger and bring us closer. That's an anti-fragile marriage or an anti-fragile relationship or an anti-fragile church. We're not just going to run when we don't like something and find somewhere else. We're not just going to simply grin and bear it while we're here. We're going to allow the differences of our congregation to shape us. I mean, I think this, this is important. This like becomes significant. So, of course, then this comes right to your life, right to where you're at. I have expectations that God is supposed to act a certain way and do certain things, and those expectations routinely get violated. I am very angry that God does not do more things directly in the world. Why don't you stop X from happening? Why, why does William have a mental illness that he works and works and works, has loving parents and can't get over? Why? Do something. Fix it. And God doesn't. And that makes me very upset. And that's when my faith becomes a lot more fragile. It just does. And at some point, I'm going to have to like embrace what is real 
which is that God doesn't seem to be most involved in just fixing our problems, right? Like somehow my expectation has to change where these things exist in part maybe just like bacteria exists to make my immune system stronger. These things are here such that we might grow. And I, that, that's not to say that God is doing it to make me grow, but things simply do happen and I can allow them to make me stronger. I can allow them to break me. Like this made me think a lot about the church and COVID. Like COVID is a black swan event, an unpredictable pandemic that put extreme pressure on every organization. But I, I'm, in, I'm predominantly concerned about the church. And for many people it broke and they don't, they don't come to church anymore. Or they left and went to a different church or, they, or churches folded. But I wonder if there's a way like we can actually become stronger long-term and grow from what happened. And, and part of that is like this camera right here and that we have like a Zoom option and we try to say we're gonna make it work even when we can't see each other face to face. That's, that's becoming anti-fragile. Part of this is like maybe we can't just be a church that says, hey, come once a week to this building and that's church. The church is like out there in our community. Like are we willing to adapt? to that reality, fewer and fewer people are gonna just come to this building on Sundays to worship. Fewer and fewer people are doing it across the United States. We've already seen this in Europe. Will we adapt? Can we live, is that gonna break us or are we gonna say no? We'll let that reality actually make us adjust, make us pivot, make us stronger. I hope so, we're gonna to need to. The world is not the same. The world we live in right now is changing so rapidly, right? So rapidly in so many areas, so much division. Will we, fold? Will we simply try to endure or will we actually allow this to transform us as a community? My prayer is that we're going to start taking those steps to being anti-fragile in my spirit, in my relationships, in my marriage, in this place. I'm not going to break. I'm not simply going to survive or tolerate we're going to thrive and adjust and become stronger. Not in the moment when I'm fighting with Kel, I don't feel like this is making us stronger. But if we do it well and we do it honestly and we do it with love, it does. It absolutely does. And we can do that as a community. Amen? Amen. All right, let's pray. Lord, our prayer is that we would have the faith of Job. The faith of Job who doesn't run, who doesn't break, who doesn't simply tolerate, but by the end of the story, he has grown closer to you. His faith has been transformed into a faith that can thrive even in the midst of pain and loss. An anti-fragile faith that, Lord, we are seeking. Teach us through the example of Job. Help us to cultivate that anti-fragile mentality, that anti-fragile faith in this place and in our lives. We love you and we're grateful and we need to grow in the midst of adversity. Amen.